beautiful people. Listen, we are back at it again. Another episode of Cells Speaks. I'm here rocking with you wonderful, beautiful, beautiful people. So I hope all is well. I hope you guys have been good. Listen, for me, I have been kind of just dealing with a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of craziness, but my life has been real interesting. And more so for the simple fact that um, uh, recently my grandmother passed away. And so last week we um, did the funeral and I was trying to stay on top of things and try to be, you know, all consistent and, you know, do everything I'm supposed to do. Um, Just a lot of things just got ahead of me. And, you know, that's kind of why I missed last week. And that kills me because I really am trying my best to be consistent. You know, life is always going to happen. We just got to step it up and do better. But, you know, I'm going to give myself a little grace and just make sure I tighten up and make sure it doesn't happen again. But, you know, that being said, you know, definitely love my grandma dearly. That was the last of my grandparents. So with her passing, I no longer have any more grandparents. And, you know, that's okay because they definitely lived good and full lives and, you know, very wonderful, loving people in their own way. Um, And, yeah, you know, that's, that's just is what it is right now. But... You know what I mean? We are back at it. We we here. We on location doing what we doing. Um, definitely working on bringing some dope and great guests to you guys. Um, and, you know, we just, we just rocking. So, listen, if you haven't already, I just need you at this moment to please like this video. I need you to subscribe right now. We building up the subscribers. We slowly gaining more traction. Because I definitely want to do bigger and bigger things. And, you know, it's all about, again, impact, impact, impact. And, you know, it, it had me thinking, you know, we just hit April. It's already April. We are three months into the year. And what you got to really ask yourself is like the the quarter, right? Uh, each quarter would be three months, right? And so quarter one is done. And so a question that you have to ask yourself is, okay, what did I accomplish this quarter? So far in the first three months of the year, what did I get done? Did I stick to my goals? Did I stick to my promise? Did I stick to my responsibilities? Did I stick to my discipline? Did I start doing the things and keep doing the things that I said I was going to do? You know, how was, how was the quarter one for you guys? I asked a lot of my followers on Instagram and I was getting some great answers. And some people was like, they was killing it. Other people were like, you know, it's, it, they've been slacking. And some people were like, you know, it's been up and it's been down. And so it really led me to this topic of discussion, which is, how do we get the things that we want? How do we get the things that we want? Because there's a lot of things that people want. People want more money. People want better bodies. People want better relationships, better friendships. People want to change their life. There's so many things that people want. But the question that it always will come back to is how do we get the things that we want? And I was like, you know what? I'm about to give them a six-step podcast on exactly and clearly how do we get the things to want. And the goal is that if you take these and you internalize them, you write them down, you take your notes, and you follow through, without a shadow of a doubt, you will be able to get whatever it is that you want. Disclaimer, you know, assuming it's legal, that it's good. I ain't out here trying to give you tips on stealing nobody's husband or wife, nothing crazy like that. We, we talking about good, tangible, respectable goals that are focused on helping you grow as a person because ultimately that's what the podcast is all about, right? And so I made it six steps. So the first thing in getting whatever it is that you want out of life, whether that is more free time, financial freedom, getting rid of debt, 
improving your relationships, relationships with your kids, relationships with your parents, your marriage, whatever it is, better fitness, better finance, better spirituality. Again, whatever it is that you want, disclaimer, that's kosher. It starts with a very simple thing, but something that is something that not everybody commonly has, surprisingly enough, and that is desire. You have to genuinely want or genuinely desire what it's weird to say that right you you have to desire what you want but it's kind of like that because you'd be very surprised how there are many other people who want good for you but if you don't want good for yourself it's not going to come your way so the first thing that you actually have to do is have desire for the better and good things in your life. You have to want, you have to desire financial freedom. You have to want, you have to desire to heal from your trauma. You have to desire to de develop a better relationship with God. You have to want to break free from your vices and your addictions. You have to want to be disciplined. It has to be something that you want. Someone can't want it for you. And for me, who's been a person who I'm very empathetic and I'm, I, I love people so much, that's been a challenge for me because a lot of times I want better for people than they want for themselves. And what that ends up doing is I'm expending all of this energy to try and help this person improve their life, whether it's improving their business or improving their fitness or just growing. And I'm expending all this energy. Hey, do this, do this. All right, let's go to the gym together. Let's do that. I'm doing all of these things and they don't really have a strong desire for it for themselves. And so what ends up happening is I'm investing so much time and energy into something I want better for them. I want better for them more than they want it for themselves. And if you are ever in a situation where you find yourself wanting better for a person than they want for themselves, I'm telling you right now, stop, run, leave that situation alone. Because if a person doesn't want better for themselves, it doesn't matter how much or how bad you want it for them, it will always be a waste of your time. Because what's going to happen is when you want something for a person more than they want it for themselves, when obstacles and trials and tribulations come, when things don't work out, they're going to look at you and blame you and treat you like you were the problem. Even though the whole time, whatever it is that you wanted for them was a good thing. But because they never wanted it themselves, it's always going to come back to you as, oh, it's your fault this happened. Da, 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 da. It's not going to be like a, oh, thank you for wanting better for me than I wanted for myself. That happens, but trust me, it's far more common for people who are pushing others to be great more than they want to be great themselves to get like the short end of the stick or kind of like get retaliated against. So the very first thing is that you have to want it. You have to want better for yourself. If you are sick, if you are struggling, you have to want yourself to be better. Everyone around you can want it. Everyone, everyone around you can want it for you. But if you don't want it yourself, it will never mean anything. So we start with that one, desire, okay? You have to desire this thing. You have to desire becoming a millionaire. You have to desire removing the debt. You have to want it, right? All right. Then after you decide that you want this, you have to have faith. And what do I mean by faith? When I say faith, I'm not being hyper-religious. I mean, faith is the belief that you can have this. It's the belief that you are 
worthy of having this thing, that you are worthy of deserving it, that it is very possible. And many times I've come across, um, you know, young people in relationships or young people who are single who don't believe that they deserve a loving or caring or safe relationship, right? They want it. They want to be loved. They want to be in a relationship where they feel respected and cared about and safe, right? But they don't feel like they deserve it. They don't have the faith that they can get it. So because they don't believe that they can get this, because they don't believe that they're worthy of having it, that they deserve it, they don't believe it's possible. And so even though they want it, they don't ever think this is a possibility. And so what happens now is, so a man thinketh, so he becomes. So because you don't even believe that it's a reality, you block off all avenues and all doorways that this desire could come to you. You block off all avenues that it could manifest to you. That's why I believe affirmations are actually really good. I think it's important to tell yourself, I live in abundance. Um, you know what I mean? I, I exude joy. I exude gratefulness. I attract the people who love me. You know what I mean? My relationships are blessed. My household is blessed. My business is blessed. These type of affirmations are important because... There are things that you want, but it now taps into that fate side, right? That spiritual aspect to it, where it's like, it's more than just wanting, it's also believing that you can have it, that it's already yours. You know what I mean? If we go more, really more in the spiritual sense, it's like the things that you want are already in the atmosphere, right? So if we're going from more from a Christian perspective, it's like God is already holding the things that he has for you. It's in heaven, right? As it is in heaven, let it be so be on earth. So it's just waiting for you to to claim it, to receive it. And of course, there's work that's put into that, but you have to believe that you can have it. You, can have, you have to believe that it's yours. This is also the concept that people use when they talk about manifesting. It's the same principles, right? You want this thing, and so you believe that you can have it. You believe that it is yours, and that is what builds up your faith. If you don't have faith for something, it will never become a reality. It will never become a reality. So first, you have to want it for yourself, desire then you have to have the faith. You have to believe that it can happen and convince yourself, right? Faith is a growing thing. We talk about having faith as a mustard seed, but remember seeds don't stay seeds and seeds must be watered because seeds grow. So a mustard seed is tiny, yes, as a seed, but it grows into a ginormous tree through what? Consistent cultivation, consistent nurturing. And that's exactly what you have to do with the things that you want in life. Nurture it, believe in it, cultivate it, work it, plow it, and it will come. So we have desire, we have faith. And the next one is now a plan. Okay? Whatever it is that you want, if you want to buy a brand new 2023 BMW, you have to have a plan. What is going to be your plan? Are you going to finance the car? How much are you going to put down on the car? Are you... Are you going to buy it from a dealership? Are you going to buy it offhand? Do you want it used? Do you want it borrowed from a friend? How many miles is too mi too many miles? You know, do you how brand new do you want? You have to have a plan. And I understand a lot of times, no, I'll put it this way. Even when you're going by faith, even when God is leading you into what he has for you, God will give you the instructions to follow. You know, when I was praying and I was like, Lord, I'm not going to get into a relationship until you show me who my wife is. I wanted to be married. I had the faith that 
it was going to happen, but I also wanted God to provide my wife for me. So in theory, I didn't necessarily have my own personal plan as to how I was going to get a wife, but God gave me the plan. He gave me the instructions. And we're just talking about something more in the spiritual and in aspects of finding a wife, which one day I'll do a podcast to explain that whole story. But if we're talking about I want to become a nurse. Okay, what's your plan? What schools are you going to go to? How are you going to manage your life? How are you going to manage your schedule? You know what I mean? The plan that a person who's single would have for nursing school is very different from the plan that a person would have who's married trying to go to nursing school. It's two different things, but you have to have a plan. And the beauty about plans are the plan that you start with will never be the plan that you finish with. It adapts. It changes. It adjusts because life happens. Things in life change and mold and, and move themselves in different ways around you. So the plan that you start with is not the plan that you have to stick with. It, it changes. And again, it adapts as you will as well. So understanding that, that, okay, you know what? I have a plan. Don't feel the pressure that the plan that you start with is the plan that has to stay the same. It, it will change. That is just life and the nature of life, and that's okay. So we'll start, we have desire. Then you have to believe and have faith that the things that you want can actually come to you, that you are worthy of it, that you deserve it. Then you have to have a plan, right? If you want a house, what is the strategy that you're going to use to get this house? If, if you want to get in shape, how many times do you plan on going to the gym, right? All right, let's go. You want to get in shape. Plan to go to the gym or plan to work out at home. How many times? Three times a week? Four times a week? When are you going to do it? Is it better to do it in the morning? Is it better to do it at night? Or do you just make sure no matter what you're going to get it done? But have a plan. That is the most important thing. Have a plan. And allow that plan to change. Allow that plan to adjust. And so that now when we create our plan, we have the parts of this system where people start to break. And that is sacrifice. Listen, no matter what anybody tells you, you cannot have it all. You cannot be someone who is the most amazing and super at peak um, career person in the world. And then at the same time, be the absolute most present, never miss a basketball game, never miss an event, be there for every little thing parent. These are things that conflict. And there will be moments where you have to choose between pursuing your career or pursuing, you know, obligations as a parent. And your priorities will tend to dictate what you choose. So if your child's events are more important than your career, then when the two, when the two things clash or there's a conflict between the two, you'll always lean towards what you make your priority, right? It could also be um, hanging out with your friends or taking care of your work. Or let's say you're going, going to the gym. So hanging out with your friends or going to the gym. Especially if these are friends that don't work out. So if you want to work out, that's going to mean sometimes you have to sacrifice spending time with your friends. Or let's just use food and nutrition. You have to sacrifice those bad comfort foods that you love in order to eat the better foods. There is no way to get the things that you want in life without sacrifice. Me being married, in order to have a good and thriving marriage, it requires me to sacrifice my ego every day. When we talk about developing a better relationship with God, we have to sacrifice our flesh daily. Every day we're sacrificing something. We're giving up the things that we want to do, right? And doing the things that God will lead us to do, which over time become the things that we want to do as well. 
But whatever it is, it's like you want financial freedom. Well, that means you're going to have to sacrifice time to learn the things that you need to do, then to do those things and then to stick to those things. And it also means that you will have to sacrifice instant gratification and be okay with delaying certain things until you're in the position to do it financially. So whatever it is, it's going to require sacrifice. And this is why, this is why out of these six steps, this is the part where most people start to give up. The first three parts are easy. It's easy to desire something. It can be, depending, it can, depending on who you are, it can be tricky to have faith into something. Planning, I can't, I don't want to say planning is difficult because a lot of people make plans. They don't, don't stick to them, but a lot of people make plans. But the sacrifice part, it's like, that really starts to dictate how the rest of this goes because sacrifice you have to give something up. Like, to get anything, you have to give up something. Even if you want to make money, you have to invest time. If you want health, you got to give up the unhealthy foods. If you want to recover and heal from trauma, you have to give up grudges and be forgiving. Whatever you require in life requires something. And you have to be willing to give what that something is. They, they call that opportunity cost. You have to be willing to pay the opportunity cost for whatever it is that you want in life. So we have desire, faith, plan, sacrifice. Our next one. This can make your life a lot easier in getting the things that you want or a lot harder. And that is community. If you've ever heard me, I'm always talking about environment, environment, environment. Being in the, the right environment could make you become a millionaire in a year, as opposed to if you were in the wrong environment and it could take you 20 years. When they tell you that the five people that you hang around with the most will be the five people you that you will be like the most, that's facts. Because when you're hanging around wealthy people a lot, there's a way that they think, there are things that they see, there's information that they have that they share with you, and they also share with you ways to capitalize on this information. And... By time and compounding, you also start to grow financially too. When you're hanging around broke people, you also follow their habits that have kept them broke and will ultimately keep you broke. Community makes a big difference. It doesn't mean it's the end all be all, but it makes a big difference. It can make life easier. When you are hanging around a community of happily married people who practice good relationship habits, you will pick up on those habits and it will impact your marriage in a great way. When you're hanging around people who eat healthy and who keep themselves in shape, when you go out with these people, they're going to places where they're eating good, healthy food. And so you almost feel awkward when you're the only person eating horrible food and everybody else is eating good food. And so in a way, that environment starts to shape you. Community. Find one or two people who are already aiming for what it is that you want. You want to grow your business? Find somebody with a business who's trying to grow it. You, 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 what could I, I mean, it, you, you want to start a car, a car detailing business? Find people who are into car detailing and who have a business with it. It makes the process so much easier. Why? Because they can help you avoid the common pitfalls that people who have no experience would have. And then the other part of that, too, is they can show you the shortcuts that you never knew to get there. It's so much easier to do things with the right group than to do it by yourself. They call that word interdependence, right? So independent, you don't need anybody. Dependent, you always need somebody. Interdependent, everybody is 
working together to create things that they couldn't do by themselves. You know, there's that saying that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So find that group. Even if it means that you have to pay for it, even if it means that you have to find it, you have to learn in it, grow, whatever it is that you have to do, find that community. Even if it's one or two people, man, one person makes a difference. Find community. And here, all right, recap again. Desire, faith, plan, sacrifice, community. And the last one, which is the key to everything in life, it's discipline. Discipline is what ties everything together. Discipline is what keeps you in the process despite how you feel. Your feelings will lie and manipulate you. One day you're going to listen and you're going to be motivated. You're going to be ready to rock and roll. And it's like, oh, I'm about to get it. Let's go. Yada, 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 whatever. You're going to be fired up. And then the next day you're going to feel the exact opposite. Ah, I'm tired. My back hurts. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm just not in the mood. Oh, it's okay. I can give myself a break. But if you don't have discipline, you're going to fall every time. And without discipline, your feelings will not last long. We, we fickle human beings, man. We up one day, down another. So if you're allowing your feelings to dictate the things that you do, you're never going to get the things done that you need to get done. The only thing that will keep you is discipline. Discipline is where you have the ability to forget your feelings and forget your thoughts and stick to your plan. Forget your feelings, stick to your discipline, stick to your plan, stick to your community. If you can consistently do all the things that you say you're going to do, you'll be fine. If you say, okay, I'm going to work out every day for the next 30 days. Yeah, you will see the results of it. If you say, okay, from now on, I'm not going to be spending a certain money. I'm going to stick to this budget. You will be fine and you will start to head towards financial freedom. All the plans, all the sacrifices that you have, even the communities that you build, it doesn't mean anything if you cannot stick to the process and be disciplined. If, if as someone in your community, you ask me, hey, how can I learn piano? And I tell you, these are the steps that you need to follow. Do this and do that. All right, you already had, you had the desire and you believed that you could become a piano player. You had a plan. Let me find a piano teacher. And so now you're willing to sacrifice the time. So you say... And so in community, you found a teacher who's willing to teach you. And I tell you, this is what you need to do. For the next 30 days, practice every day for 30 minutes. If you don't stick to that, if you don't listen to what I do, it doesn't matter. Everything else falls apart because discipline is the thing that keeps everything together. Everything together. Sexual discipline has been the, the number one thing that has kept me um, right and clean in my marriage. I don't do nothing. Well, that's because I spent five years learning sexual discipline. And so now when I'm married, it's no big deal because I've already been doing it when I was single for five years. Without sexual discipline, I would be entertaining every other woman who's giving me attention out here in the wrong ways. But I, I learned. I got discipline when it came to that. Discipline is the thing that ties it all together. Do the things that you say you're going to do and make it a habit of it. If it's that you have to start with waking up when your alarm clock rings or I'm going to read 10 pages of a book, get disciplined. Get disciplined. And so if you're willing to follow these steps, I promise you there is nothing that you can't do. There is nothing that you cannot achieve. There is nothing that you cannot have. And I'm not saying all this to say that it's easy. No, no, no. It's definitely working. And it is much, much easier said than done. But trust me. It is very, very doable. So last time, desire, want it for yourself. 
faith. Believe that you can have it. Believe that it's yours. Plan. How are you going to get this thing? And if you move in my faith, God going to tell you to plan and you follow his instructions. Sacrifice. What am I going to give up? What am I willing to give up? Am I willing to give up my free time? Am I willing to give up my sleep? Am I willing to give up my comfort foods? What are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? Community, find one or two people who are going after the things that you want. Whether it be a teacher, whether you got to pay for the group, do whatever it is that you have to do to get community because it makes it so much easier. And ultimately, be disciplined. Stick to it despite how you feel. Stick to it when you're motivated. Stick to it when you're discouraged. Stick to it when you're happy. Stick to it when you're sad. Stick to it. Be disciplined. All right, beautiful people. Listen, that's my six steps. I love you guys. I really want you guys to take this to heart. Apply it to yourself. Man, listen, if just one person takes this and puts it to work, I promise you amazing and great things can happen in your life. But you just got to do it. So listen, it has been another dope episode of Cell Speaks Podcast. If you already haven't, please like, subscribe, share this with your friend. If you're listening on plat audio, if you're listening on podcast platforms, share it with your friends, share it with your group chat. If you are watching on YouTube, please like, share it, share it, share it, share it with the homies. Don't forget to subscribe. I love you guys. Holla at me on my Instagram, S-E-L-Z-J-P. It's been fun. Till next time. Peace.